Welcome into technically our number three or four, I don't know what it is nowadays, of the MCR Morning Throwdown, but for this morning only, you are listening live to Status Radio with myself, John Corey. How are you doing this morning for this Monday, June 23rd, 2014, in what will be my final program for the near future? I'll explain more about that later in the show. A lot to get into this morning. We'll recap the weekend in baseball, Mets and Yankees action. Both teams did what you didn't think they would do yesterday. We'll look into that. We'll look into the Carmel Anthony situation. We'll talk a little smorgasbord of sports as I take you through the morning. 609-9100 MTR, 609-910-0600. Eight seven. Again, a lot to get into in a short amount of time. 54 minutes left in the program. I want to hear from you. 609-9100-MTR. 609-910-0687. As always, if you want to take our shows on the go, you can download the MTR Radio app. Search MTR Radio for Android devices. You'll search it on Google Play. And the iPhone App Store for all Apple products, your iPad, your iPod, your iPhone, whatever you got. If it's Apple and it has an app, search MTR Radio and take all of our shows wherever you may be. Podcasts for today's program will be uploaded later today. So you'll be able to subscribe to Corey Digital or MTR Radio on iTunes. And you can download the podcast from today's program at your listening convenience. Later in the show, I'll give some love to the local all-star group for the league that my son's playing. Um, They had a great weekend as I mixed together all three versions of shows that I do into one. And again, I'll explain why at the end of the program. But this is a combination MTR Morning Throwdown, Status Radio, 209 podcast deal today. So you're going to get a lot of different things, and you're going to hear a lot of things that you've never heard before if you're a normal MTR Radio listener. I suppose I should start with something I know nothing about, and that's the World Cup. And you want to talk about just utter and complete sadness as Portugal tied that game. And you know what? Portugal tied that game essentially at the buzzer. That was the last play of the game yesterday in a game that saw the United States fall down one nothing. They were able to control the pace of the game from about mid-first half on. They were able to get on the board about midway through the second half. And then at about the 83rd minute, the U.S. team and Mr. Dempsey, the new Captain America for this week, was able to to push across the second goal. You know, some people say he was offside. Some say, you know, it was a good play. I am not soccer savvy enough to know if he was offsides or not. What I do know is that the goal counted. And that put the United States team up 2-1 to one 
with short time left. What happened from there is you saw breakdowns in the United States defense. You saw Portugal able to get rushes up the side. You're, you saw Portugal get chances. There was one point where they were called offside where Ronaldo got the ball on his foot, and it was actually a tremendous save by Howard, the goalie, but it wouldn't have counted anyway. But Portugal was offside in that play, but what you saw there was Portugal kept getting chances. They controlled the last 10 minutes of the game. And you saw a United States team that did everything they can to not lose the game as opposed to trying to win. And how many times have you seen in sports a team go out there and get the lead late and play scared, play to not lose, not go out there and do the things that put them ahead to begin with, play nervous, play tight. Whatever you want to, however you want to explain it, the United States team was that yesterday. And they played with precision and fire for about 45 minutes from about mid-first half to, to late second half. And then once they got the lead, you saw everything tighten up. You know, to use a term that I probably shouldn't use in the morning, you saw their cheeks get real tight. And it was the United States team, and listen, I'm not the soccer enthusiast. I'm not a soccer expert, but I'm an expert on flows of games. And you could see Portugal. You could see Ronaldo, the superstar, the Michael Jordan, the LeBron James of soccer. You just had a feeling that even though he was banged up, he was going to make something happen. And boy, did he put a perfect ball into the goal area. And it was right, the timing was perfectly, it was right on the foot of the shooter. A perfect, perfect play. And it took a perfect play to tie that game. And if you're a fan of United States soccer, if you're somebody like me that's a very much a fly-by-night, see you in four years when the next World Cup comes through kind of soccer fan, and I wouldn't even say I'm that. Ten days ago, I was making jokes about soccer on the show. So I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, I'm this World Cup soccer, egg hey, get me on board type of person. But I got to admit, I was wrong about this. You know, I made the jokes about soccer 10 days ago with Chris Soriano on the Thursday show. And Chris may be calling in this morning. But I couldn't have been more wrong. You know, I was at a random Buffalo Wild Wings in Bridgewater, New Jersey on a Wednesday, or I'm sorry, on a Tuesday afternoon. Was it a Tuesday? Uh, it was an afternoon during the week. And the place was packed, and they were going crazy for the Germany-Portugal game. And at that point, I realized that maybe I'm underestimating the soccer fan. Or maybe they're not true soccer fans. Maybe what they are, they're event fans. And what I mean by that is you have people 
that just go and watch events. You have people that just go and they cheer for whether it's a UFC fight, they'll cheer for the fighter that's most recognizable or has the most hype. You know, same thing with boxing, whether it's a Floyd Mayweather fight or back in the day, you know, a Pacquiao or a Tyson or a De La Hoya. You know, insert, insert name in wherever you want. But you have people that are event fans. And let me tell you, this Buffalo Wild Wings could not have been more packed. But World Cup fever has really spread across the nation. You know, you, you see the, the trends on Twitter. You see the trends on Facebook. You see the coverage it gets on ESPN. You, say, you see Lexi Lawless, you know, on TV after the game was over where he couldn't speak. He's an analyst, and he couldn't speak. It looked like he was going to go into tears. That's as heartbreaking of a loss as you could... Uh, heartbreaking of a tie as you could have. And that's the point. It felt like a loss. You know, I said yesterday that that might have been the most brutal tie in the history of American sports... And I stand by that. I stand by that statement. It really may have been the most brutal tie in the history of American sports. And I tried to find something that was the equivalent, and I can't. Now, again, I'm not researching 27 World Cup games from the last 40 years. You know, I'm not going to do that. But what happened yesterday was 100% as brutal as it gets. And, and what can you say? You know, all you can do is move on. And, and the United States players said the right things after the game. You know, Clint Dempsey after the game said, well, we just got to take it one game at a time. This game's over. You know, let's move on to the next matchup against Germany. And that's all they can do. And here's where the United States stand in, turn of, in terms of making it to the final 16. If they win or tie, they're in. No question about it. If they lose, then it'll come to goal differential. Hold on. I believe it'll be goal differential. As I look into the World Cup real quick. According to ESPN, because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't know as much as I do about soccer right now. I mean, my kids don't play soccer. I'm, I'm not a soccer guy. <laughs> to say the least. As we pull up the tables or standings in, in American speak, here's where we are. So Germany and the United States both have four points. Now, where we're at is if Ghana beats Portugal, the United States is in. If Portugal wins, 
they'll go on gold differential. So the United States is still in in the driver's seat as they have the win over Ghana and they have a five goal differential advantage on Portugal. So the United States is still all but in. But they could do themselves a lot of favors if they just go ahead and take care of business against Germany. And that game will be, I believe, on Thursday. I'll look that up for you now because, again, I'm not... And the Portugal, Ghana, and United States, Germany games are on at the same time. So 12 noon on Thursday are both matchups. And we'll know on Thursday by about 2 p.m. where the United States stands in terms of going to the round of 16. Do I hope that this continues? I think this United States team had a lot of momentum before that goal went in with approximately 30 seconds left in the game. Does that take some of the momentum away from the United States team? We'll find out on Thursday. But I do think they can bounce back. I do think that they can find a way. All they have to do is win or tie or not melt down. You know, let's face it. You don't want them to melt down either. So Thursday, we will know all. But that doesn't change the fact that that was as brutal of a tie as you'll ever see in your life. Last time in the World Cup. Moving on to local baseball. Mets and Yankees in action yesterday. Yankees get just bludgeoned by the Orioles. They lose old-timers day, 8-0. And the Orioles, they were my pick at the start of the season. But this Orioles team went into the stadium and won the last two. And the Yankees, after Thursday night, they had taken, you know, they had taken three or four from the Blue Jays. I'm sorry, they swept the Blue Jays. They had gotten within a half game of first place, and now they've all fallen back down again. And now if you look at the American League East standings, Blue Jays, Orioles, Yankees, all with 35 losses. The Blue Jays, interestingly enough, are 3-7 and seven in the last 10. They're really starting to fall apart, but they also have three games up in the win column over Baltimore and the Yankees. Red Sox, six back in the loss column. Tampa Bay, ready to unload everyone. But if you look around baseball right now, it's been an interesting 10 days or so. You know, the Royals had surged into first place in the Central. They've now dropped to two and a half back. They've lost four straight after the big winning streak. And they are in jeopardy of really falling back down to where they were before the streak started. As for the National League, well, 
The Mets have worked themselves out of last place. They've won two straight, whereas the Phillies have lost two straight. I guess it depends on your point of view. It's a virtual tie for fourth, if you want to be nice. Phillies five back in the loss column, Mets six. Mets bats come alive. They win, they win 11-5 in Florida. They have a nice series in Florida, winning two out of three. And now, can the Mets right the ship? I'll talk more about that later on. Also in baseball, the Phillies... Lose two straight. They're six and four in their last ten. They have shown signs of life, but every time the Phillies show signs of life, they fall back down. There'll be another interesting test case to watch as the season goes on. Six oh nine nine one zero zero six eight seven six oh nine ninety one hundred MTR. Take a quick break, and when I come back, I'll get more in-depth about the weekend from the Mets and the Yankees, and we'll talk Mellow Knicks and a whole lot more. This is Status Radio on mtrradio.com. Don't forget to call in 609-9100-MTR, 609-910-0687. Back in a minute. I'm Karen Siaska-Zeltman from Italian Hour. When my car needs service, I take it to Jonathan's Complete Car Care. Jonathan's Complete Car Care is the best for auto repair, tires, diagnostics, and tune-outs. You can depend on Jonathan's for the best service at prices you can afford. Give Jonathan's Complete Car Care a call. 609-601-6460. They work hard to give you the service you need. Jonathan's Complete Car Care works with many vehicles, including Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Volvo, Volkswagen, and Audi. Make Jonathan's Complete Car Care the company you keep. 609-601-6460. Call today for a free estimate or visit. Find us on the web at jonathanscompletecarcare.com and like us on Facebook and find us on Twitter. Looking to try something different for dinner tonight? Why not check out Katina's? Katina's Greek Restaurant is an Ocean City tradition, serving all of your favorite Greek dishes, including heroes, kebabs, the best Greek salads, pastries, and so much more. Katina's is famous for their Mediterranean house salad dressing. You can enjoy the taste of summer year-round by having their famous dressing shipped to your door. Purchase online today at katinasfoods.com. That's katinasfoods.com. Katina's Greek Restaurant is open all year. Visit them at 501 Central Ave in Ocean City, New Jersey. 501 Central Ave in Ocean City, New Jersey. And check out their website at katinasfoods.com. And follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Katina's Greek Restaurant has the Jersey Shore's best Greek and American food. So come on down to Katina's Greek Restaurant, an Ocean City tradition.
the Pike Area Youth Athletic League is having their first camp from July 8th to the 11th. Price for each child is $100 for the week. You get a t-shirt. The first 75 registrants get a, a, a nap of football. Coaches from the local area, from Monticello, from Newburgh, among others, will all come down and, and show the kids the rights and wrongs and fundamentals of football as payouts in conjunction with USA Football, a wonderful organization that, that teaches safety, that teaches the kids the proper way to do things. It also teaches the coaches the proper way to do things. For more information on the camp, you can go to www.payoutfootball.com. That's www.payoutfootball.com. So if you're in the tri-state area, if you're in the Port Jervis, Newburgh, Matamoros, Middletown, Hawley, Honesdale, Stroudsburg, doesn't matter what league you're from, come on up and enjoy instruction from, well, people smarter than me. But come enjoy some instruction, have some fun, get your kids out, get your kids active, and get them ready for the 2014 football season wherever they may play. It's the Payout Football Camp in conjunction with USA Football. Once again, payoutfootball.com for more information. Back on Status Radio, or the 209 Podcast, or the Morning Throwdown, whatever the hell you want to call it this morning. 609-9100-MTR, 609-910-0687. Talking about the Mets and Yankees before I went to the break. And both teams are interesting case studies, and you hear me use that term a lot. But if you look at the Yankees right now, you know, they had the walk-off from Beltran the other night. Every time they appear to be getting healthy, they take a step backwards, whether it's the sheriff getting the ball off his ankle yesterday. You know, Mark Teixeira just can't seem to just get healthy enough to do what he normally does. And listen, he's got 12 homers, 35 ribby. But the fact is, imagine the season that he would have if he could stay healthy. I mean, when Brett Gardner is leading the team in OPS, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka got his first, got his second loss of the season, and he got drubbed yesterday. But listen, Tanaka has been fantastic. Tanaka's been, to this point, one of the best pitching free agent signings in recent memory. You know, obviously you have Darvish in Texas. But what Darvish and Tanaka are doing is they're wiping away the stigma of the pitcher from Asia coming over and not being able to dominate American baseball. And the two of them alone are wiping out any misconceptions from anybody who thinks that the Japanese or Asian player can't come over and perform and compete and compete at a high level. Tanaka has been tremendous. He had a hiccup yesterday. It'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. You know, the biggest thing that came in from the game yesterday for me is the Yankees had four hits. You know, Tillman was tremendous for the Orioles. Oriole team that I think is going to the World Series. I thought so from the beginning of the season. 
When I mentioned Tanaka got drubbed, that was actually incorrect. I saw he gave up six runs. He actually gave up six hits. So he only gave up three runs in seven innings. He kept the Yankees in the game. It was Adam Warren out of the bullpen that got destroyed. And then Huff gave up two more runs. So Tanaka and Huff, uh, Tanaka, I'm sorry, Warren and Huff were the, the culprits yesterday. Tanaka was decent. The Yankees just didn't hit for him. And Tanaka gave up two in the seventh. It was an RBI ground out and a sack fly that were the runs for the Orioles in the seventh. And then from there, the, you know, the, the bearings came off. The Yankees are at 39-35. They're doing a great job of just sludging through this stretch of the season. You know, their offense has not been mind-blowing. You know, Ellsbury's come back to earth. You know, Teixeira, even though he has 12 homers, is only batting 246. You know, Brian McCann's been a disappointment. He's batting 222. Carlos Beltran's been banged up. He's only batting 220. Kelly Johnson's batting 222. Soriano's batting 232. And on and on and on. This is a Yankee team that cannot have those averages and expect to compete later in the season. Yankee fans, I wonder what you think about this team. Because I have my thoughts going forward, and I have a feeling I know where they're going to be two months from now when I come back on the air. Where do you think they'll be? 609-9100-MTR, 609-910-0687. Moving over to the Mets, and there's rumors this morning that the Mets may be looking to cut Chris Young. And if the Mets cut Chris Young, you know, that is another black eye on Sandy Alderson. Sandy Alderson, who I've been very critical of, I don't think that he's been truthful with the fan base about his quote-unquote plan. As successful as he was in Oakland, and with the staff he's put together in the Mets front office, there are three GMs and one guy that's an assistant GM that's had multiple, multiple interviews regarding becoming a GM from the team himself. You have Alderson, you have Rico, you have De Podesta, and you have Rashardi. Three of them, in times in their lives, have been very competent and very successful general managers. They're talent evaluators. They built organizations. And yet they come to New York with all the resources that the Mets could potentially give them and just throw a flat dud out there. If they have to cut Chris Young, that says to me more about Sammy Alderson than it does Chris Young. And I was supportive of the Chris Young signing. But I'm not the GM. You know, the GM is supposed to be smarter than me. So maybe if I'm agreeing that his signing is good, that's more of a Sandy problem more than it is a me problem. But where do the Mets go from here? You know, I, I will say this. If they cut Chris Young, in my opinion, it's so Terry can start Eric Young every day. 
You know, Terry Collins knows Logaris is coming back. They're going to have to make room for him on the roster. They don't really want to get rid of Neuenheis, who's shown flashes since coming back from Vegas both times this year. You know, Chris Young has been a strikeout machine. And Terry Collins loves Eric Young. You know, Terry Collins had his way. Eric Young would be starting and batting first every single day. The problem with Terry Collins is he didn't give enough credit to Juan Lagares at the beginning of the season, including spring training, and now he's in a situation where he has to find his way out of it. Sandy Alderson's in a situation where he has to help his manager get out of it. Should the outfield be Young, Lagares, and Granderson? I think two of the three are correct. I still don't see Eric Young as an everyday starting outfielder. But if you're the Mets, and if you don't have any other relevant options, that's what you have to do. I know he struggled a bit in AAA, and I believe he's banged up right now. But when Josh Satin is hitting on all cylinders, he'd be a nice righty platoon player for Eric Young in that outfield. You know, he's shown flashes of playing outfield. He's shown an ability to play multiple positions. And he was not given a fair shake at the beginning of this season whatsoever. When you go back to the Ike Davis-Lucas Duda debate, at one point all three were on the roster, and Satin was the one that, that really got the short end of the stick. And now you are at a point where you have to see what you have for 2015. I don't think the Mets make a run this year, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. I understand nobody's running away with the National League East. I know that any one of these teams is a 10-game win streak away or a 7-game win streak away from being right up in the mix at the top of the division. Mets fans, do you think the Mets can run off 7 straight? I most certainly don't. Philly fans, do you think the Phillies can run off seven straight? You know what? I'll say this. I think the Phillies have a better chance of running off seven straight than the Mets do. The Phillies' pitching's been dicey, but the Philly bats, when they wake up and they come alive in that ballpark, they easily could run seven straight. Easily. I think the Marlins have done a tremendous job staying around 500. I think the Braves and Nationals have been utter disappointments. But the most surprising thing about baseball right now is the Milwaukee Brewers are running away with the National League Central. You know, last year you had the, the Cardinal Red Pirate race, and right now none of them are really in position to challenge the Brewers. The Cardinals are six games over, but they really haven't played well. The Reds and Pirates have really taken two steps backward. And the Reds were my World Series pick, so it's a little frustrating to say the least. The Reds are another one of those teams that because of their offense, they can make a run out of this. And they've shown in their last 10 games, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10. The problem is they've gained zero ground in that time because the Cardinals and Brewers also 7-3 and three in their last 10. You look at the National League West, the Dodgers have really come to life. They've gone 7-3 and three in their last 10. They gained four games in the last 10 days on the Giants, and they're really starting to make their spring-summer run 
So we'll see where that race goes. In the American League, I mentioned the Yankees before. I think the Orioles take control of that division at some point. I just like the makeup of their team, and I like Showalter getting his team better as the season goes on. In the Central, you know, in the Central, Detroit is very perplexing because the Detroit Tigers have the team that can run away with that division and hide, and they just never seem to do it. They never seem to do it. And the Royals are hanging in there, and the Indians and Twins are staying in there. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how that division shakes out. In the American League West, Oakland, by far, you know, I think the A's, regardless what you think, I think the A's are the best team in baseball. They're run differential. And I know a lot of people don't pay attention to this stat. Their run differential is 86 runs more than the next team in the majors. There's more teams with negative run differential than there is positive. And you have 40, 49, 4, 25, 37, 1, 40, 37, 42, 14, 7, 9, and 25. And then you have the A's that are plus 135. They are bashing teams. They are pitching tremendously. The Oakland A's, as we sit here on June 23rd, are the best team in Major League Baseball. The question locally is can the Phillies, Mets, or Yankees really hang on and make a run of their own? Well, I'll give you my thoughts on that shortly. Move over to basketball real quick. Carmelo Anthony opted out of his contract with the Knicks. And you have a very interesting time in the NBA. The draft is coming on Thursday. Tim Duncan will decide whether or not he does it, puts his player option into effect for next season tomorrow. And the big three from Miami all have to decide by next Monday whether or not they're opting out or staying. If I'm a Knicks fan and I want Carmelo Anthony to stay, I think the best news you can hear would be this. LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, none of them opt out. Because I think if one opts out, I think all three opt out. And I think if all three opt out, that opens the door for Melo to Miami. I, I'll get more into where I think Melo might land in after the break. But if you're a Knicks fan and you want Melo to stay, that's the first thing you need to look for, in my humble opinion. Take a quick break. When I come back, I'll wrap up the show. I'll give a little love to the Cal Ripken All-Stars. And I'll look into my crystal ball and tell you where I think your favorite player or team may be in the next eight weeks. Be back in two minutes. This is Status Radio on mtrradio.com. Not sure what you want to eat? An omelet works anytime. How about a golden brown waffle with warm syrup? Augie's Omelette Waffle House and Grill is an Ocean City tradition since 1991. They're open year-round at 9th Street and Atlantic Avenues, just steps off the famous Ocean City boardwalk. Augie serves an affordable and expansive breakfast, lunch, 
seniors and kids menu all day long. They know how to put a happy smile on everyone's face. Visit our website at augiesocnj.com or give us a call, 609-391-0222. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and come visit us in person at 9th Street and Atlantic Avenue, just steps off the famous Ocean City Boardwalk. Also visit Augie's Doggies in Smithville, 609-391-0222 and augiesocnj.com. More than omelets, breakfast, and brunch, it's happiness served on a platter. What's up, everybody? This is James Swatton. And Joey Vaboose. We host the morning show together, and every morning we start off our cars and make the drive up to the studio. And, you know, we always see one or two accidents along the way. We wanted to make sure our listeners know where to go for the best in car care in South Jersey. That's right, James. Red Rose Body Shop. That's Red Rose Body Shop, specializes in collision and framework. They're the best in South Jersey for paint and body work, unibody framework, free towing, and free estimates. So call today. 609-927-9454 and check out their website www.redroseautobody.com follow them on Facebook and Twitter Red Rose Body Shop 2033 Ocean Heights Avenue Egg Harbor, New Jersey 609-927-9454 Red Rose Body Shop is South Jersey's collision specialist 609-927-9454 or redrosebodyshop.com Been in an accident? Take your car to the professionals at Red Rose Body Shop. Back here on Status Radio, 1044 AM, June 23rd, 2014. Final show for me for a while. I'll get into that at the end of the program. I want to give some love to the local all-star teams from the area I'm at. Uh, Delaware Valley Calverton Baseball, great organization. The organization my, my children belong to. Uh, they have a chance to send all four of their all-star represent, all four of their all-star teams the states they've already gotten three two I can't talk today three through there we go to states over the weekend uh, the 11 under team uh, had some trouble but they made it through um, truth be told they didn't have to do anything to make it through but you know they had some things to work on there was some interesting um, information that I got about those games um, I don't want to talk about it on here, but I, I guess it was an interesting time up where they up in Manuka this weekend uh, for the 11 under group. Um, the nine under group won both of their games over the weekend to win the district championship. You know, uh, by all accounts, they all did a tremendous job, and they've really come together as a group. And what you don't know if you don't have a child that's involved in youth sports or youth baseball, or or even if you do. It's a very difficult thing to get these all-star teams together and get all the kids to buy in. You're dealing with a lot of kids that are used to being the star, quote-unquote, of their team. And for these coaches, they have a, a tremendous, tremendous amount of work to get done in a limited amount of time. And they've done a tremendous thing and tremendous job as a nine and under group, which is one of the harder groups to coach, really came through this weekend 
they move on to the state attorney down in MTR Radio Land, down near Philly, so maybe we can get Bill Zeltman over there to, to cover it live, you know, get Bill out, out of the boat for a minute, have him check out some some state championship baseball action. I mean, for him, let's face it, it has to be better than watching the Phillies, right? As for the, the tenant on the group, if they win tonight, and I'm not sure who they're playing, I didn't get a chance to look, but if they win tonight, they punch their ticket to the state tournament. And they had they had a very up and down weekend. They had a tremendous Saturday where their bats were on fire and they were just just blitzing teams. But they played a tough West End team yesterday, a team that can be beaten, but a team that's very well coached. They hit the ball very well and they seem to have a ton of pitching. But the ten and under group, if they just win tonight, they will punch their ticket to the state championship. And for the fourth consecutive year, the group of 12-year-olds for the Delaware Valley Cal Ripken League, you know, from 9 years old up to now 12, for the fourth year as a group, they advance to the state tournament. Uh, they will host the state tournament in Milford. Just a tremendous thing for the area, a tremendous thing for those kids. They had a little bit of a struggle on Saturday. Devin Fonstock, two homers, including the game-winning three-run shot in the sixth. And I believe he closed the game out as well uh, for the Warriors. And listen, we're talking about anywhere from 9 to 12-year-old kids. You don't know how they're going to develop or progress. That name might be a name you hear a lot moving forward. So for all of you, all of you out there looking for the next big thing, the next, the next high school recruit, the next whatever, keep the name Devin Fonstock on your radar. The kid is taller than most of us, and he he is just a beast. Um, but yesterday the entire team stepped up. Uh, they pitched a combined no hitter, and when I mentioned Devin, you know I'm doing the team a disservice because this group has a bunch of just studs on the team from, you know, the Cilias to the Stud Rugs. To, I, I mean, if you're in the area and I'm naming these names off to you and you know what these kids are about, this 12-year-old group is just full of studs. Threw a no-hitter yesterday, just cruising to the state tourney. They have a chance to win their fourth straight district title, I believe, tonight. So very well done by all the coaches and all the players from Delaware Valley, Kyle Ripken. It's a great thing to be a part of. And let's hope the 10-year-olds take care of business tonight and put all, 14, all four teams in the state tourney. It will be a great thing for everybody. And most importantly, it would be a great thing for those kids. As I move along, 11 minutes left in the show, I want to look into my crystal ball. And I'm going to shut down Skype. So no more calls, not taking them, not hearing them, not having them. You just heard Skype go night-night. But here's where we're at. I'm going to be off the air for about eight weeks or so. I'm going to tell you where I think Carmelo Anthony goes. And we'll go from there. And we'll start with Carmelo. 
I think Carmelo sees the landscape and sees the type of money he can get and sees the type of contracts he can get. And I think ultimately he ends up staying in New York. In New York, he can be the one and only. In New York, he can be the player that he wants to be. In New York, it gives him the best chance to be Carmelo Anthony. I don't see Carmelo Anthony being a third option in Miami. I don't see Carmelo Anthony going to Chicago with a team that has Derrick Rose that can't stay healthy. Tom Thibodeau is a coach that's just going to run him ragged. And Joe Kim Noah, as tremendous as he is, he's also at risk for injury just because of how hard he plays. I don't think Chicago's a fit. I don't think Miami's a fit. Now, if you're telling me LeBron and Melo could go somewhere else, okay. I don't see it right now. I think everything stays status quo. I think the big three stay in Miami. I think Melo stays in New York. And I think we're going to have a lot of talk over nothing. Moving on to baseball. This is the harder one for me. This really is. You know, I've been saying all year, I don't see the Yankees as getting over 85 wins. And, and I sit here, and I still wonder, at 39 and 35, you know, 74 games into the season, you know, they're trending right around that 85-win mark. And I just don't think they're going to get there. You know, I think the Yankees, as the season goes along, I think they're going to get more injuries. I think Tanaka is going to take a step backward because teams from his division are going to see him a little bit more. That's not to say he's not going to have a tremendous rest of the season. That's just to say that he's not going to go 22. Can, can Tanaka end the season 22 and five? Yeah, I could see that. 19 and seven, I could see that. Masahiro Tanaka is not the reason. The New York Yankees are 39-35. If anything, without him, they'd be probably 32-40. and 40. I think the Yankees will try to make trades and fail. I think the Yankees will go through some more injuries. And I think as we're sitting here in the middle of August, I think the only thing we're going to be worried about with the Yankees is the Derek Jeter retirement tour. I think the Yankees will languish in third place. I think there'll be a healthy margin back, whether it be five or six games. And I think the New York Yankees will not get the captain to the playoffs in his final season. Across town with the Mets, I think the Mets have a chance to really have another summer of, of just hell. You know, I'm not seeing the, the offensive spark from this group. You know, you've fortunately seen David Wright the last little bit start to come alive. I think it's too little too late. Lucas Duda has not been where I hoped he would be at first base. Of course, I hope they kept Ike Davis, so I'm being looked, I'm being made to look pretty good there. But I, I just don't know if the Mets can make a run. You know, Jonathan Neese is up and down. You know, Jacob DeGrom has been a, a, a tremendous call-up. Can he keep it up? I'm not I'm not sure if the Mets' young pitching can keep up what they're doing. And I damn sure don't see any signs of their bats really jumping out. I hope I'm wrong. I've never hoped I've been more wrong. But I can see the Mets 
around seven games under, kind of where they are now, really just kind of going through the motions. I think you might see them hit a five-game win streak and then a seven-game losing streak. That's the kind of season the Mets are going to have. And I think Terry Collins makes it through the entire season. I don't think there's much that he can do to get fired in the middle of the season. I think it's a move that will have to happen in the fall. But if Terry goes, Sandy should go. And I'm not sure I see Sandy going anywhere unless it's the commissioner's office. But those are my predictions. No playoffs for Mets and Yankees. Melo, LeBron, both stay put. And I think the United States will do what they need to do on Thursday to make the, the round of 16 the World Cup. You know, I, I just think, you know, there's too much good karma going with the Americans. Goal late in the game aside, I think the Americans do enough to get through. One more thing I throw in there. I don't think Phil Jackson will turn out to be the master recruiter that, say, Pat Riley's been in Miami. I think Phil's going to have a hard time getting guys to the Knicks. I think Kevin loves a pipe dream. I think Derek Fisher's going to have to deal with the roster he has. And I think you're going to see, as Knicks fans, the inability of Phil Jackson to translate in a GM role like he can translate things in a coach role. That is my crystal ball. That is my prediction. Now, as I take the last couple of minutes, I'll tell you why this is my final show for a while. And if you've been listening, thank you. You know, as of tomorrow, and it's something that, you know, those of you that are with me on social media will, will see this get posted. But it's been three years, four months, and as of tomorrow, two days. Um, that amount of time ago, you know, my life was changed. Um, had some spinal issues due to a car accident. was not my fault. Um, been going through the, the song and dance for the last three years, four months, and two days. And tomorrow, it, it all turns around. And there's been some bad things that come from the accident and some good things. The good thing is me talking to you right here on the air. You know, this show was started because I couldn't do anything else. You know, I, I wanted to be involved in sports, and, I, you know, I couldn't play them anymore, and... You know, I've always played, and I will play again. But I've always been able to play and be active, and the accident took that away from me. And it hasn't been an easy time in my family. It hasn't been an easy time in anybody that, that knows me. But tomorrow that changes. Tomorrow I go for what's called disc replacement surgery, and we're going to put my my lazy plump butt back together we're going to put some plates put some bolts we're going to put some cadaver bones inside my spine and we're going to make me heal and we're going to get me back on the air here and we're going to get me active out there with my kids who you know half their lives haven't seen me be as active as I'd like to be and tomorrow that changes and you might hear me call in and, and bother the other hosts, so Mike, Bill, James, you know, Marlo, if any of you are listening, 
Hey, don't worry. I'm going to be paying your ass. You know, I'm going to hear something I don't like, and I'll be calling in to let you know. But as for me hosting the show, can't guarantee that right now. Um, I want to thank my partners. You know, usually Paul Questles with me on Monday. I'm um, doing the show solo today. Uh, Chris Soriano, my partner on Thursday. You know, both great guys. Both good at what they do. Both very knowledgeable in sports. Follow them on social media. You know, get their opinions. Listen to them when they're on the air because they're good at what they do. Make no mistake about it. I'll be back. And when I come back, if you know me, I'm going to have a lot to say. And it may not be right. And it may not be wrong. And it may not be entertaining. But I'll be back here running my mouth before you know it. And besides, regardless of what happens tomorrow, whether I can speak or not, because I may not be able to speak for a little bit, that's okay. That's good for everybody around me. My thumbs will work. <laughs> my thumbs will work. So Twitter, at John underscore Corey. You know, I'll be on there just like a maniac. You can like Corey Digital on Facebook, tinyurl.com slash Corey Digital. And that's it. Now, it's been a fun show. Got to review some stuff. Got to preview some stuff. Got to look at my crystal ball. Well, that's going to be it for me. And I'll be back on the air before you know it. But until I do, keep listening to MTR Radio because we're the best at what we do. And I'll talk to you in the future.